Hey, Jeremy. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Oh, there. yeah, sorry. <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants! <laughs> <laughs> you blew it. You blew it. <laughs> Today oh. we are having some fun. We're going to review a show that pretty much everybody has heard of by this point in time because it's a classic, and honestly, it should just be mandatory for all children at some point in time to get to watch SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, I'm not one for mandating things I'm man- and making people it. watch things. Princess because Bride in general, Bob. In general, when you are forced to, to watch something <laughs> or do something, it generally means you like it less. So is that what you want? You want people to not like SpongeBob? I'm confident. And not like the Princess Bride? Because that's I'm, what you're going to do. I'm confident in both that they'll they'll take over that and they, they will break that whole idea and shatter it interesting Just destroy it so what you're saying is you are so confident so confident in your mandated spongebob square pants yes and princess bride that's rules it. that's my only mandate you sound like a super villain right now <laughs> that's awesome you're one of the righteous super villains who thinks he's doing it correct he's like i'm doing this for the people the thanos of cartoons exactly that's who you are right now <laughs> anyway today we are reviewing spongebob square pants mm-hmm it is a show that started in 1999, and if you haven't heard it, I have no idea where you are coming from because yeah. this show the is moon. everywhere. This show, just in merchandise alone, I heard a little snippet, has made over $12 billion. Really? $12 billion in merchandise alone. Wow. So if you haven't heard of this show, I am shocked. You should know this show. And That is amazing. That is, I mean, that's, wow, 12 billion. Yeah. So the creator of the show, it's interesting. He uh, (laughs) obviously is an artist, but as a young age, he really was into uh, aquatics and marine stuff, marine life. He liked Jacques Jacques Cousteau and everything. And then as he got older, he kind of did art on the side and marine biology and marine sciences were going to be his like stable career. And then he ended up getting into animation and somehow creating SpongeBob SquarePants, which is a blend of the two. Oh, yeah. It's quite the blend, too. I mean, it's um, you want to know how I, I learned about the show? How? All right. So <clears throat> just graduated college. So it was like 2000, year 2000. Moved up to Chicago and I was working as a youth pastor. And I'm in the, I'm in the office and... My boss, senior pastor, comes walking in, and he's literally singing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. And I'm like, what are you singing? And he goes, SpongeBob SquarePants. And I was like, never heard of it. He goes, you don't know about SpongeBob? You know, little yellow sponge with the tidy whities and the corners sticking out of the tide. I'm like, I, I, I'm sitting here, I'm like laughing. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Pastor Steve. And he goes, all right, let's go. And I'm like, what? We left the, we left the office no office hours that day. We went back to his house so we could watch SpongeBob. That's literally how I learned about SpongeBob. Wow. Well, okay. It was a great day of work. <laughs> <laughs> My introduction to SpongeBob. Fantastic. Yeah, that is pretty good. So anyway, like I said, the creator, uh, Steven Hillenberg is his name. Mm-hmm. He's the one who created it. Tom Kenny is the voice of SpongeBob. The one who will do that signature laugh that... Ah! 
which you have to stick your finger in between your Adam's apple and your chin and vibrate it and up and down so that it gets your laugh to do that. That's actually what he's done. I saw it in a voice acting movie where he actually explained that that's how he does it, Mm -hmm. which has to get exhausting. You think so? But... Uh, unless they just unless point, they just take it and they just have he did like ten and then they just play it over. That's true. They that my guess is they've taken a number of them and they they kind of loop it in. But there's going to be times you're you're doing it as part of the whole line where he's going to have to do that. But yeah, I mean, I imagine he hasn't he isn't doing it every single time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's SpongeBob SquarePants. If like Jeremy said, if you if you haven't seen it, and you don't know what we're talking about you know, what's it like on the moon? Because there's no way I that I can imagine where you haven't at least heard about a little bit of SpongeBob at this point. But that shocks me that the twelve billion in merchandise. That's why students insane, huh? And that's why merchandise is is seen on things like kids shows and movies and stuff, is because that's where the studios make their money. Yeah. Toy deals, merchandising, that's that's the moneymaker for them. Not even so much selling tickets, it's the actual merch afterwards, but yeah, um, no. So the story, if you are unfamiliar, follows around this sponge that is in just a a tie, a white t-shirt, these obviously square pants that mm-hmm. are brown. So he's just kind of this straight-laced, just innocent character who's I you have no idea what his age is, but just imagine like a a happy-go-lucky teenager who's working as a fry cook. And it's his best and favorite job in the world. He he's working it. as a fry cook at the Krusty Krab. He's got a he's got a couple neighbors. One is Patrick, who's his best friend, mm-hmm. who is dull as a rock. In yep. fact, he has a pet rock, uh-huh. and he is and so he lives funny. Under a rock, and he lives under a rock. So Patrick the starfish and Squidward is his other neighbor who also is his co-worker, mm-hmm. and Squidward is just this... The epitome of just... He thinks he's this highfalutin, refined, you know, uh, enjoys the finer things, classical music and, you know, fine tea and all this kind of stuff, and his house is sandwiched between <laughs> SpongeBob's pineapple and Patrick's rock, and they annoy the snot of him. He can't stand oh him God. at all. But yes. they love him and they think that Squidward is one of their best friends and I know uh, poor Squidward at times. Yeah. But uh it's funny as because I started watching the show with my little brother Tyler when I was a kid. You know, so we we watched the show as a kid and then I've I've watched some episodes as an adult and it is so much easier to relate to Squidward as an adult. You're like, wow, you know, they have been going at this for a while. It's been four hours and you're they're like, still running around laughing. You're like, they and are yelling. pretty loud. And you're like, all he wants to do is play his clarinet right now. Right. Or you're or like, paint. and and you think about it, he's got a dead end job. He's working at the Krusty Krab. He's got mm. you know, he's he just wants, like you said, he wants some of the finer things in life. He's trying his best to, like, be an adult. He's like, I just want, I'm going to drink my tea. I'm going to play my clarinet. I'm going to listen to my classical music. And it's almost like he's overcompensating because of just the kids around him. You know, Patrick yeah. and SpongeBob constantly messing with him. Oh, sure. Constantly. And so it's funny, as an adult, you're like, you're watching this. You're like, you know, Squidward's kind of got it right here. You know, he... He wants to turn in early. I think that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then SpongeBob and 
Patrick are having some sort of jellyfish party to all hours of the music to all hours of the morning with loud music. I mean, yeah, it's it's just such a great cast of weird characters. You know, Mr. Krabs, you know, money, 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 money. He loves money. Everything literally is about money for Mr. Krabs. Um, voiced by Clancy Brown, which you may not recognize the name, but if you look him up, Google his name, Clancy Brown, you'll recognize him because you've seen him in movies too. He often plays a bad guy. Um, I once heard an interview with him where he absolutely loves when people recognize that he's the voice of Mr. Krabs and asks him about being Mr. Krabs because he he just enjoys the character. Then you've got the little Plankton, who's actual Plankton, and he's the the arch nemesis of Mr. Krabs and, um, of course, never succeeds in stealing the secret Krabby Patty formula. But uh, it's... If you haven't seen SpongeBob, if you've somehow made it to this point, you haven't at least seen SpongeBob in some way, shape, or form, and especially if you have kids, highly recommend it. Uh, Caleb, I asked Caleb what he would give SpongeBob, and he said four and a half or five scoops. So, I mean, he, and I'm like, yeah, right there with you, buddy. I'm the one that introduced him to SpongeBob. And yeah, which is good. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely a show that almost all kids would love and now it's it's so popular and it's even you know so meme worthy on the internet that oh, yeah. almost all middle schoolers all high schoolers all college age kids like literally and on up my parents yeah it's, have seen spongebob yeah this show it has now become a cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. and it's it's crossing all ages all types and it's it's fun i like the show one of my favorite things about the show is how they just introduce these random characters that actually get like different voices, like the chocolate guy. Mm-hmm. There's there's a fish in one episode that just yells chocolate, just chocolate, chocolate, and he just yells <laughs> yeah. and he does it like three times, and you see him a couple other times, but that's it. Yep. That's his only character. Or who, who's the lobster? The like super muscular lobster. Oh, Larry, the, Larry the lobster. Larry yeah. the lobster. I, I love Larry. Yeah. Larry cracks the me weightlift, up. Weightlifting Larry just with his me. giant lifted monster type truck. Yeah, that he he's the lifeguard and, too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh-huh. super funny. Yeah. It's, anyway, it's it's a really cool show. One of the one of the reasons why it's such a, a funny show in the way they do it, it it's kind of uh kind of Warner Bros. Warner Brothers esque in the way they actually have this show because it is a storyboard first. It's a storyboard-centered show. Now, for those of you who don't know what a storyboard is, it's when animators or people are writing a book, like a children's book or anything, will actually make a board, and they'll chop it up into the story, and they'll draw pictures. They won't have, like, they won't have like the script underneath it. Instead, they'll draw pictures to show the story. They do this with comic books as well. Now, what, the, what they do with this show is they would write a, a basic script, so like just a, a basic skeleton script. Mm-hmm. Then they would do a storyboard and that's where they'd start to get all their fun ideas. And then they would write the script, rewrite the script after the storyboard. So for instance, when you get an episode where SpongeBob rips his pants and he sings about it, they're like, oh, we could have him sing about it. And then they add more to it and they add more to it. And then they add more to it. The same with you know the scene where they're in a band or the scene where, you know, they have the old superheroes. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things where they just That's keep right. adding. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah, Ernest, so- Bor- Ernest Borgnine <laughs> actually voices a character on this show. He's 
Mermaid Man. Um, yeah, so I, I I think it's really cool the way they do it. And knowing that, when I look back at the show, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it, it is a very you know visual first show. And they set up their gags. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine how, how fun it must have been when they're like, hey, what if we, like let's let's make patrick have a pet and they all just start drawing out these different things and then they have like a pet rock <laughs> and then they like and then someone draws it the pet rock moves and you're like wait what and so i just love i love it and so it's it's very it's different the way that this show does it it captured something from audiences that a lot of shows don't well what it did is aside from it being good for kids one of the reasons it's such a hit is because as an adult, you can watch it and get quite a few laughs. I've watched more SpongeBob on my own than I ever have with my son. And I've watched a lot with my son, but over the years, I've watched a whole lot more. I mean, I was I'd graduated college before I ever saw the show. I was introduced to the show by another adult. It wasn't a kid that I was watching SpongeBob before I was ever married or having kids or anything. Um, because there's just enough adults can get the humor of it. I think more so than even the kids, the kids are still, I mean, it's still absolutely fantastic for kids because it's just fun and goofy. Um, Patrick and SpongeBob are always having fun together. You know, SpongeBob's the eternal optimist. So that's kind of a nice main character to have one. That's always looking for the bright side of, of things. And yeah, on that note, the creator, Mm -hmm. His whole idea of the show is that innocence prevails. Mm-hmm. Innocence prevails, which is SpongeBob. Yeah. I mean, SpongeBob has his own home, which happens to be a pineapple somehow under the sea. And like Jeremy said, you don't know what age he is. At, at one point, he's able to hold down a job and own his own home. But the majority of the time, he acts like he's in elementary school, maybe junior high. When oh, he's yeah. Doing stuff with, so, I mean, it, it's just a very simple, childlike show with a plenty of jokes and humor that adults will enjoy and get. And it's certainly worth, if you haven't seen it yet and you're looking for something that you can sit down with your kid and watch and enjoy, uh, just go with some of the classics. And SpongeBob is going to end up being one of those that throughout yeah. the years will be seen as a classic cartoon for kids and adults alike. Yeah. And, once you watch it, then you will understand more of the memes mm-hmm. that all the kids are using these days. Yeah, and you'll enjoy them with those kids because yeah. they're awesome memes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many great things in that show to laugh at. There's even two movies. The first yeah. one's better than the second. I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the first one because, like I said, I watched this show with my brother growing up. My brother, uh, Tyler, got this. He like, got the movie, I think, as a birthday present when he was like, 10 or 11 something like that yeah he watched it like three or four times a day every day for like a month so i know that movie so well and the well, first movie is pretty good oh yeah well i mean like one of my favorite spongebob scenes ever is in the movie and it's with their david the hasselhoff Go- no it's when they're in the goofy goober and they're having the goofy goober they're having the sundays and stuff and they're having more and more and they're it's like drunks at a bar because they're oh waiter, a waiter, you know, waiter. <laughs> <laughs> which kids aren't going to get the the whole humor of it, but adults are going to see this and yeah. understand completely what it's relating to. Yeah, and it's just it's a fantastic show. We can't recommend it enough. Well, or then at the end of the movie, also when they take a you know a classic rock song and mm-hmm. completely change it to be 
about the goofy goobers. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a fun show. They they're really creative. They've got great writing, fun animation. Yeah. Goofy characters that you just love. Just tons of fun humor that the adults will enjoy. And remember, adults introduced it to you and adults like it. So, and Caleb Four and a half, five stars. I gave it four and a, I gave it five stars. Uh, it's my first five star for this entire podcast. Wow, yeah, wait. So oh, for kids shows, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I would give it a four and a half for adults because sometimes, like Squidward, it can be a bit much. Yeah, it, it, SpongeBob's but, laugh can get you after yeah, yeah. a while. You know, watching too many in a row might kind of. All right, enough. But for enough. kids, easy five. Oh yeah. All right, yeah, that's that's about it. SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. It is available at least season one on Amazon Prime. Yeah, there are some seasons. It's kind of dumb. This is one of the few shows we're reviewing for you that you can't just find and stream easily. Um, but, so we do apologize for that. But it's even worth making an effort because there's several seasons of it on Amazon Prime that you can stream. It's really weird how they've done it. It'll be like season one, three, seven, eight, ten. You're like, what? Why? We're all. For whatever reason, certain seasons you can stream. It's not a linear show. It doesn't matter. You can watch season seven, season one, then three, then jump to ten. It really makes no difference. Yeah, it does not matter. No, it doesn't. The point is the characters are the same and the humor is there. You'll enjoy it. All right. Well, on that note. Yeah, I, I, unless you have. Is this the Krusty Krab? It's not the Krusty Krab. Hello, is this the Krusty Krab? I'm not a Krusty Krab. I'm Patrick. (laughs) All right. Go enjoy the show. As always, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jason. We got your back. Ah, yeah. Caleb's Corner again, huh? Yep. Are you ready? Yep. All right. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what food would that be? Tortellinis. Tor- oh, that's a good choice. Tortellinis is a good choice. Hmm. I was going to say chicken, but now I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe some tortellinis might not be a bad idea. Although I guess I could just have the chicken in the tortellinis, and I'd be set. i get the best of both worlds. All right. Which food would you least want to have to eat for the rest of your life? Mm. It's hard. Yeah, I know. There's food you... Avocados? You don't like avocados. Although, you don't really eat the avocado, so you don't really know if you like the avocado. You just hate on it. Tomatoes. Tomatoes? That's true. You're not a tomato fan. All right. And I've actually tried those. You've tried those. Yes, you have tried tomatoes. Well, you like uh, pasta sauce, though. That's tomato. Tomato is plain. I don't like. Oh, gotcha. I'm trying to think if there what particular food I would not want to eat for the rest of my life, and I can't think of one. I mean, I'm not like a Mister Eat Everything, but I'm not as picky as I used to be. I'm just trying to think of a food that I don't like that I would be stuck eating i don't know i guess like um onions yeah onions and i i mean if that is all i got to eat onions would be kind of gross 
Yeah. All right, so I'll just start feeding you tortellinis filled with avocados and tomatoes. Delicious. Fair enough. That's all I had for you today, bud. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Social media. It's everywhere. You can't avoid it. Neither can Jeremy and I. So here's how you get in touch with us if you want to interact, if you have thoughts, comments, even anger. You can let us know. Jeremy can be found at Granola Jeremy on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I am on Twitter at Blue Badger 13. We also have an email address that is pgpconnection at gmail.com. Any of those ways, feel free to interact. You can also find us on Facebook. I believe Jeremy said you can look for Granola Jeremy on Facebook and you'll find him for me. Just put in Jason Brock and search away. We look forward to hearing from you, hopefully soon.